Welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web with your adventurous guide to the good times, Charlotte Tweed. Each week, Charlotte takes you on the journey of a lifetime to a delightful Caribbean locale where the sun never sets on your good life at a great price. And now with her muy amigo, Carib Carter, here's your host, Charlotte Tweed. Hello, 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 and welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web, one of the offshore clubs and escape artists' favorite podcasts. I know that because I get a lot of cards and letters, and and I agree 100%. So let's welcome Charlotte, who has wandered down to Mexico. Charlotte, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic, Carter. How are you? I am good, thank you. I am good. Good. Um, you know, I've been wondering about something, and, and I get questions about this, too. Now, I have kind of an inkling from having lived in Honduras, but a lot of people wonder, how do people feel once they make the move and find themselves essentially an expat living in a foreign country in Central or South America where our expertise lies? How do they feel about it? Do they feel, do you run into many that feel like, oh, my God, what have I done to myself? Or do you run into people say, this is the good life? Lay it I have <laughs> What's not. What's the story? I have not run into anyone who regrets it. Fantastic. <laughs> so as a matter of fact, today we went down to Walmart this morning because it's where we are, it's too hot in the afternoon right now. May is the hottest month. So if we have to go to the market or go anywhere, we go in the morning. Otherwise, the UV rays are too high. And uh, it's there's not much shade walking back. But we actually ran into a lady in Walmart who was... Uh, just struck up a conversation with us and she has lived here for five years. She's from Indiana and she loves it here. Her and her husband moved here. Uh, I'd say she's, I'd say she's probably in her seventies, I would say. And lovely lady chatted away, talked about her life here. Uh, they live a little further up the mountain out of town. So she said they're right on the edge. They came from a farm in Indiana and I said, they love it here. She needed the space, so that's why they're not right in town. She said her electricity bill is a dollar fifty U.S. dollars a month because <laughs> 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 they have solar panels. She said, "Now, you know, when I was in Indiana, the power would maybe go out once every three years." She said, "Now it's a little bit more of a regular occurrence." And we we've, we've had a couple power outages, but nothing too major here. Right. And, uh, where her internet internet is, she doesn't have fiber optic, so internet can be a little sketchy, which we found in the house we had in downtown Ahihik. But where we are now in uh, Chula Vista, in the gated community, we have fiber optic, and the internet's been very good. We haven't lost it at all. But yeah, she's super happy. She invited us to church, so we'll probably go check out her church on Sunday. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. What is the yeah. what denomination did she say? It's Baptist a non-denominational. No, she said this one is a non-denominational one. Yeah, and it actually, right. it was a bar and they've converted it into a church. <laughs> it has been redeemed. It, it has, has been, been it found salvation. Excellent. And I mean, you're, you'll hear and find, especially in Quebec, the bar or churches are being turned into bars. So. Uh, yeah. So I think they're heading the right direction down there in Mexico. I think they, so. it, you know, you mentioned that I had, my first time I bought was in Vista Bonita in Honduras, okay? Vista Bonita, Honduras. Little community outside a tiny little town called Alpino. Uh, so it was way out in the countryside, about a half an hour or so from La Ceiba. Um, 
one of the one of the cities in Honduras. And I had two American neighbors, one George, just to give you some idea of how they felt about uh, being an expat. George, who had been there, come to visit 14 years ago and was still there. And then Nathan, who moved there while I was there to see what it was going to be like, bought a little place at Vista Bonita. Now, that was 10 years ago. He's still there. And I think he's added on six rooms. So clearly he intends to stay and invite all his friends. So I think you nailed it. I think most of the people there who make that move are pretty much thrilled. Well, I mean, once you get here and start living like you would, it's not a vacation. And I've said this before, it's, it's our life. It's not a vacation. So you go grocery shopping and you experience things and you go, how can I possibly go back to Canada? How can I possibly go back to Canada? And I know we talk a lot, a lot about cost of living, Carter, we went to the market again on Wednesday, bought our week's worth of vegetables, you know, bags full. It was $20 and that's chicken and English muffins and empanadas too. Then we go to the butcher shop because we mm. found one that has really good beef. I bought two filet mignon. I bought a rib steak. I bought a strip loin steak. I bought a package, a big package of bratwurst, six bratwurst and a pound of cheese. It was $33. And those wow. steaks are big enough for Daryl and I to share. <laughs> so one steak wow. in Canada is 30 bucks. How do we go back? It, I'd have to live on bologna. You oh, know, yeah. we've yeah. eaten better here since we, this is the best we have eaten, the most quality food that we've eaten in a long time. Long well, time. Well, we so. just bought, my wife and I just went to the local supermarket here. We bought three bags of groceries. It was $110. And there was nothing in there. So there were, I can guarantee you mm -hmm. there were no steaks. Okay. No, no. I mean, that was it. That was no. it. And so down there, that same three bags probably would have cost me 15 bucks. Probably. I mean, that's a better life. That's and we would buy more, but we have to carry it. <laughs> right? Like It's like, okay, these, these bags are about... You know, 10 pounds each or whatever that's that's far enough but but yeah the people that we've run into here they absolutely love it there was oh and the one other thing nancy was her name who we ran into at walmart she said i didn't know any canadians or meet any canadians until i moved to mexico <laughs> because there's so many canadians come here generally canadians love even just vacationing in mexico because of the proximity it's easy to get to yeah but um, the first expat we met when we came here, she was from Canada as well. And she drove all the way down here from Ontario by herself. She drove across the border, drove through the United States, came to Mexico. And her intention was to really kind of drive across the country in Mexico and see where she wanted to be, what she, what she liked. Uh, Bucharest, I think, is the first place that she stopped. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She said she didn't really like it there. It was too hot and dusty. And then she came to a hihik and she was here for two days and said, this is where I want to spend my life. It's fantastic. Yeah. So she absolutely loves it here, loves the, the community, uh, the people. And what we've kind of found 
on our journey because you know we started in belize and then we went to nicaragua that there's two kinds of expats that we run into there's the typical expat from days gone by who it's you know what they're just tired of winter they want a nice climate they realize that their retirement funds are not going to go far enough in canada mm -hmm. yes so they're going south to have a comfortable life where they can go and buy steak <laughs> and yeah. don't have to worry like you know i'm gonna have to live on friskies for for my protein and there's the other type of expat which has just come up with the light to the events that are going on in the world and those are the people who we consider ourselves awake but not woke <laughs> and we know that there is something sinister going on in the world and we know that canada and the united states are not safe anymore yes yes they're not safe and, and you know as you were saying that the thought occurred to me that you you can almost have among expats kind of a, a, a an atlas shrugged feeling because okay let's say now there's all this turmoil over this situation in Ukraine well the United States is spending 40 billion dollars it does not have it's operating on a three trillion dollar a year deficit and it's gonna, mm -hmm. the hell is that about but the nice thing if I am in Honduras I'm sorry but it ain't my dance <laughs> it's it's just that simple and some people say well that's not very nice it's nice if you're the one that's not being hassled with it mm -hmm. right yeah and i mean when we left canada i knew something was wrong i knew something was wrong and i i unfortunately and i've told said this before you know it breaks my heart what canada has turned into and we left because of climate we, we were not going to spend another winter in Canada. That was one. So climate in Canada, it's like, can't do it anymore. Cost of living in Canada was getting so expensive. It's like, we will, we'll never be able to retire here. And for, even the definition of retirement, you could argue that has changed. And the government, I have no intention in living in Justin Trudeau's reimagined Canada. No, no intention. Hard. And I heard a voice keep telling me, get out of Canada while you still can. So we left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, here, here, so here you are in Mexico. You are in no danger of having a kook fruitcake like Justin Trudeau freeze your bank account. Yeah. I mean, this man stepped in and froze the bank accounts of individual citizens who had done nothing wrong. He just didn't like their behavior. I should say nothing illegal. He just didn't like their behavior. So their money was gone. You're not going to have that in Mexico. That is a huge advantage to me. I, you know, I have a friend who wrote to me the other day who's, she is, a, she's very smart. And I love her. I've known her for 40 years. And she's always has the wisdom to marry rich men. Okay. So, so she had said to me, what should I do? I'm afraid to leave my money in American bank. You know, there is a, obviously in Canada, it's not just a real danger. It's a fact of the matter. That's it is. what. Uh, Castro's son. Mm -hmm. well, I, for years, I had hoped that Justin, the rumors were true, he was Mick Jagger's son, but increasingly it's clear he is Castro's son. We knew yeah. it was somebody else other than Pierre. Uh, but, you know, he's already done it, so they're going to yeah. keep doing it. In the U.S. Yeah. now, the new Ministry of Truth has already announced that that may be one of the tools they use if you spread disinformation. So, you, so my friend I was talking about who has money 
said, what am I going to do? I said, get your money into offshore banks. <laughs> you know, and I've encouraged her over and over. Just move. Look, look, when, you know, the other day she wrote to me, and this goes right back to expat's lifestyle. She said, do you think I can find a nice home in Nicaragua for $750,000? I said, you can buy Nicaragua for $750,000. It's just a better life, Charlotte. It, it, it is. Well, you can have a life again. Like I said, even for rentals for us, we have our appointment with the immigration office on May 27th. So I'm excited for that. And then we can look at something a little more long-term. And we've been looking at, at rentals because we'll just do a rental for now. And we can get beautiful places for $800 to $1,000 a month with everything included, everything. And that usually yep. even means a yep. housekeeper once a week and a gardener like and then go get the groceries and the food we can eat out whenever we feel like eating out it's you know it's just and you know we were talking about expat lifestyle and some of the expats i've met and some of the groups i'm in in this area there's a lot of very active expats and the other one that we met where we sublet her apartment when we first got here she plays guitar. So she goes and plays guitar at restaurants and they get involved in musical groups. And there's a lot of expats get together and have potlucks or they meet for breakfasts, wow. uh, have all kinds of events. There's lots of, a lot of natural, natural path type of, of um, events that they put together as well. Some of them aren't my cup of tea, but I mean, that's, if I don't want to do it, I don't go. I you go hang out in the groups where you want to hang out. So <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I'm an alien being from another planet. And yes, there are some people here who think they are uh, here to help evolve the human race, but that's okay. It's the, they're allowed to have that belief. It's not mine. <laughs> so that, That's right. Yeah. It's your choice to be able to have the free choice and have your free will and not be controlled by everything that you do. You know, years ago, I lived for six months on Roatan Island, right? Mm -hmm. For for the folks that don't know, Roatan Island is owned by Honduras, okay? But the truth is, there are no Hondurans on Roatan Island. <laughs> there are Canadians and Americans and Israelis and Italians. There's a direct flight from Milan. And I oh, remember wow. one day I said to a guy who had lived there for about 15 years, how do you like living here on Roatan and he looked at me like I had three heads and said, what's not to like? <laughs> I mean, it's a gorgeous paradise mm -hmm. island. Mm -hmm. and, and so much of living down there is exactly that. You know, it, I, when I would go into La Ceiba, you know, I, I would think to myself, I'm walking down the street. At, at one end of the street, there was a, uh, a river in La Ceiba. The San Isidro, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it, but whatever. The uh, is a is a river with whitewater rapids. People go up there, and you know, I don't, but they go up mm -hmm. there and shoot the rapids. The other end is the ocean, the beach, on this street. And I'm thinking, I'm walking down a, and the street in this gorgeous uh, Caribbean town, La Ceiba, Honduras, feeling the Caribbean breeze blowing. Mm -hmm. Can life get better yeah. than that? No, no. No, no, no. And, and and you're finding with other expats the same kind of feeling, right? Oh, yes. They're all very happy to be here. 
very happy to be here. I have not found anyone yet who has regretted making the move. It's just in incredible, mm -hmm. incredible. And, you know, I saw that the there, there was an article in um, Business Insider, I think it was, where the it was they interviewed these wealthy people who these people make their living helping people get offshore passports. And they said the demand was up 300 percent over oh. the past year. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe it. It's you need that plan B in place. Um, you know, I get people asking me, where can I go? That's safe because they're the same. They don't want to be a part of the the great reset either. And it's like, well, where do you go? You know, and to the one lady that we had lunch with, she just felt in all her research that Mexico was the safest place. They have seemed through this whole thing so far to have treated their citizens the most free. They were the first country to reopen, never really completely locked down like everybody else. And, you know, there's really haven't been any mandates here either. It's, it's a very live and let live, you know, attitude. So. And you have a sense of community with the other expats. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah. You can be as involved or as uninvolved as you want. Right. So. Yeah. For a lot of people, they want that when you leave your home country because it is a little unnerving. It's who am I going to talk to? Well, when you're here, I'm well, we struck up a conversation with a lady in Walmart. There's lots of people that you can talk to if, if you want to be so involved or you can be as private as you want to be as well. So, yeah, it really is the best of both worlds. It really mm -hmm. is the best of both worlds. Well, I think we have answered that question that people have of what's it like for people who make the move. Yeah. And do they like it? I'm telling you, folks, this is one of those things where the the road between the U.S. and Mexico, Central South America could be a one lane, a one way highway because they ain't coming back. No, no. It's once you get down here and spend it down here and, and see how the quality of life that you actually can have and that, yes, it is safe. It's, it's awfully hard. The thought of going back is awfully hard. The only reason, the only reason I will go back to Canada is to see family. That's the only That's reason I have to go back. So That's for it. now, they can come see me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and then they might stay. Yeah, and then, then they, they I'm kind of hoping that, actually. I that would so. be wonderful. That would be fantastic. Charlotte, thank yeah. you. This has been great. This has been a great visit, as usual. I appreciate okay. it. It's always a pleasure. Folks. Don't don't miss out on this. Now's the time to make your move, okay? Because do it now when the prices are as low as Charlotte just talked about, okay? Because the more people go, you know, as demand rises and supply becomes less, the prices go up. Don't do that. Get in now. Get in cheap and live the good life. Let's do this thing. <laughs>